Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Straight Talk for the Soul series, your vibrational, cosmic, and divinely infused multidimensional vitamin uh, for the body, mind, and spirit. I'm Carrie Murphy, your host, creator, and founder of this global broadcast and brilliant community of light. I want to extend a bright and a beautiful good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all of you tuning in from around the world to celebrate Season 26 and this new year of 2023, I am excited and delighted to be here. I really am. And uh, my co-creative partner today is author, international speaker, healer, teacher, multidimensional life coach, regression therapist, shamanic practitioner, um, soul exchange walk-in, Sheila Seppi is here. Um, And we're going to talk about soul healing healing old wounds that have imprinted um, into your soul, into your onto your cellular structure, because this year is the year for liberation. So welcome home, luminous light leaders. This is a safe haven for you, a sacred space, a soulful sanctuary for connection and comfort, for oneness, renewal, and restoration. This is a unity community designed to empower you. And uh, this season, as always, we're going to provide support, upliftment, solutions, healing, relief, and energetic resources to light you up and assist you on your journey of spiritual awakening and evolution. And I do invite you to subscribe to our show. It's a free platform. You can access everything at straighttalkforthesoul.com. You can also listen to all of our replays on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon, Audible, and Stitcher. And I would love to connect with you in our private Facebook group. Um, Just type in Straight Talk for the Soul on Facebook to find us there. And I would love to see you on Instagram. I'm only using one Instagram account now, and it's Carrie Murphy, C-A-R-I Murphy. So that's where you can find us on Instagram. And now my favorite question, uh, what is the best that could happen today with Sheila and myself and all of you? Let's intend to feel um, the divine love, the support, the grace, the sacred light uh, flowing here between all of us as we open our hearts and allow ourselves to hear and receive the messages, the information, and the energy that will enhance and support every aspect of our journey as we move further into 2023. And I want to encourage you to set an intention for what you wish to experience here. Uh, my intention, as always, is to be a clear instrument of the divine and selfless service to allow for miracles to unfold for each and every one of us. And also for soulfully soothing, healing energy to flow through my voice and this sacred energetic space with grace and ease, welcoming and inviting in the highest divine support and participation uh, throughout our time together. So we want to thank you for being here. Uh, Just sit back, relax, breathe, open, and receive. Uh, Before I tell you about Sheila, I want to share that as we begin this new year of 2023, I feel it's important to clearly identify uh, what we wish to create, promote, celebrate, and enhance in our experience. Um, I've learned that resisting or fighting against anything that we don't believe in or we don't want to perpetuate, it really just fuels that endless cycle of stagnation, limitation, disempowerment. 
So may our quantum quest for 2023 really be fueled with divine creation energy. Uh, this is the kind of energy that puts us in a state of flow uh, for new opportunities and potentials to come alive in our experience. And uh, condemning, judging, resisting, those are all patterns of the old paradigm that do not support the creation of a new world. And I believe that we're here, especially if you're participating in a unity community such as this, to embody the qualities of new earth, kindness, cooperation, collaboration, grace, and divine love. So let's all come together, gain some clarity on wish, what we wish to contribute uh, to our lives, our families, our relationships, and the planet this year, and commit to that clear, conscious, compassionate, loving contribution on a daily basis. And when we come together in groups like this with similar empowering intentions, we really support one another. We uplift one another and remind each other of the power of our divinely designed purpose here on this planet at this time. So let's keep our vision focused in a way that allows us to spotlight um, the true gifts, the treasures, uh, and the opportunities available to all of us. And let's all step together into a magical, miraculous stream of momentum, spiritual, empowering, energetic momentum that will illuminate uh, new portals and pathways for us this year, and that will reveal treasures and rewards of living in this conscious, kind, and loving way. So together, let's be... I used this phrase last season, vibrationally victorious, by bringing vibrational value to our lives, our homes, and our relationships, by choosing to embody the energies and the qualities that support this world evolving into one grand and glorious unity community. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Uh, and now let me tell you about the wonderful Sheila Seppi, and we will dive in. Uh, she's a soul exchange walk-in. She entered the body of a 38-year-old mother with three children and was instantly healed from documented illnesses and took on a new personality with spiritual gifts and memories she didn't even believe in at the time. Her life was immediately transformed and she's never been the same. Her first soul experience was when she went to work in the angelic realm and she was given the name Nawela uh, by her original star family. Her soul is now a combination of angelic, Pleiadian, Syrian, Arcturian, uh, Lyran, Mantis, Andromeda, and Christ consciousness, multidimensional lineage. She arrived from her collective with a mission to be a way shower for humanity by helping people spiritually awaken and evolve. She's also the author of Walk-In's Cosmology of the Soul. She's a speaker, a healer, a regression therapist, a shamanic practitioner, and a spiritual teacher. She's also the founder of Conscious Awakening Network. This is a, a television channel found on Roku, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire. Uh, she's the founder of the Galactic Alliance and the founder of Spirit Way Ministries, which serves as a catalyst for focused body, mind, spirit healing and transformation. And again, today we're talking about soul healing, soul wounds. Um, this can be in this lifetime or any other, and they can affect all areas of our lives, and they can also be cleared. So that's what we're going to focus on today. 
So let's get this party started. Uh, please join me in extending waves and waves of love, light, and joy to Sheila as I welcome her to the show. Hi. Happy New Year. Hi. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Woohoo! So glad to be with you today. How fun. This is going to be great. I'm so excited, and I'm excited to talk about soul wounding. You know, I mean, so much has really happened since um, the last time that we were together. And, you know, one of the things is I um, I want to share a story real quick. I have right. to share this story. And so I was working with a client, and we were preparing to do an Arcturian healing session. So I've got the everything is set energetically. Everybody is in place. The Arcturians are standing around, but they kind of step back just a little bit. And Andromedans and angelic beings arrive. So I'm thinking, you know, oh, cool. You know, the more the merrier. Let's have this healing party. But then they started performing a technique that I'd never seen before, and it was almost as if, um, the Arcturians were like witnessing this and uh, giving their blessing, and it was really That's all kind of surreal. But the Andromedans began to show me what they call the ley lines of the body, and they began talking to me about how to go in and to clear these and how to really pull out and to release all those old wounds that have imprinted, you know, from our soul onto the cellular structure because they were, um, you know, they, they telepathically communicate, but they were telling me that these wounds really serve in the background and they affect our day-to-day -day life on a subconscious level. So whether the wounds are this lifetime or another lifetime or even in a galactic lifetime, that these wounds will start to come to the surface. And so I got, you know, I got super, super excited and began um, observing the technique. And then they began to provide me uh, information on how I could then begin to perform it on other people because they were saying, you know, when they, when they started saying the ley lines, I'm like, oh, you mean meridians. It's like, no, the ley lines. I'm like, oh, you mean the meridians. <laughs> no, the ley lines. <laughs> you, know, so, uh, you know, so I, um, I got quiet and I sat back and I started watching everything that they were doing and I was describing what was happening to the person as it was happening. And, of course, I was taking notes and everything. And, of course, you know, our body is not just, you know, just not physical. It is the densest form of all of our bodies that are part of our auric field. And that field, of course, extends our hands reaching out two to three inches past our fingertips and two to three feet above our head, two to three feet below and they started showing me how these ley lines actually tied in with 12 chakras not eight and how they tied in to our dna and then they would use colors to come in and they literally would almost it's like pulling up uh, this is an analogy, but it's like pulling up a filtration system and really power blasting it with color and light and 
sometimes there's mending of the filtration system that mm-hmm. um, has to happen. And so they were showing that, you know, the closest, of course, to our bodies, our etheric blueprint, and it really has all the compressed information from our emotional bodies, our mental, the astral, all the chakras, um, and then the three spiritual templates, which is what's our crystalline template, the etheric template for the body that contains everything the body needs uh, to work, and that has the celestial body, which they showed how that connects into the higher self the causal body that connects into the Shantias Khan. And we've talked about that, but I can come back to that in just a second. And um, then the crystalline template kind of compresses everything down into these lower fields and into that etheric template. And they were showing how that things that could happen in another lifetime, things that happen that are our spiritual lessons, all of that information gets compressed. And then they were showing how it all is compressed, not just into the physical body, but it's compressed there because it's already in our soul, that we're holding these wounds. And these wounds can be anything from, you know, childhood to adulthood. They can be past lives. But a lot of what they were showing me is that, This is a year that we really have to get this work done. We really have to release all of these wounds so that we can bring in more and more of the higher Mm -hmm. light codes that are literally flooding this planet. And they were showing that how thoughts of the past, how words that are like impaled upon us, wound Mm -hmm. us deeper than we ever realize. And at times they really cut like a knife. And so if we're having a conversation with someone or we're in um, a group setting with someone and all of a sudden we're triggered, they're saying those are the things that need to be healed, that it actually Mm -hmm. is not the person that's doing the triggering. That person probably is your greatest ally on the other side. You know, they're just serving as a mirror to help mm-hmm. you be able to um, identify bring this wound up mm-hmm. <laughs> right. and to identify what it is and to bring that up. And so I was so excited mm-hmm. and I started writing everything down and I've started working with this with clients. Unbelievable results. Really? People are feeling huh. changes. They're feeling changes so quickly that it's like, ooh, I want to do this on myself. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, that is exciting. And what a perfect, um, you know, entry into the new year with something new. And you've been doing this for a while. You know, I read in your bio about your experience, but... How long has it been for those who may be new to your work, Sheila, that you had the walk-in experience um, and that you kind of, your whole life kind of transformed? Um, How long ago was that? Gosh, that happened in the fall of 1999. And for the people who are new and haven't heard it, I'll just tell it really quickly. Mm -hmm. But I was a very, very sick person. I had been diagnosed with a plethora of diseases. I had specialists. I had all kinds of different doctors. And I had, over the course 
of a few years had been diagnosed with bone cancer, brain tumors, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue. I used to walk with a cane. Um, I had erythema nodosum, sarcoidosis. I had migraines every day. And literally, my children can remember that I was so weak and so tired, I could not, I didn't even have the energy to get off the couch to play with them. I would lay on my stomach and kind of, you know, do things with them down on the floor with my arm. And um, I literally had begun the uh, beginning stages of rheumatoid arthritis and was on Celebrex. And it's like, oh, wow, this is the greatest thing in the world. And, you know, I'm going to be healed of all these, you know, whatever's going on, yada, yada. But no matter what I did, no matter what medications I took, I just kept getting sicker and sicker because I was truly in a downward spiral. And so I went to bed this way, and what seems like 7 o'clock the next morning, it felt like someone reached down, grabbed me by the hair of the head, pulled me bolt right up in bed. It was like lightning ran through my body, and then I was in white space. I was out of pain. I felt at peace, and it was the most wonderful space I had ever been in. And had I been presented the opportunity to stay there forever, I really would have. Um, Mm -hmm. But the next thing I know, my peripheral vision starts coming in, and then my frontal vision. And so I'm sitting up in the bed, and I'm like, well, of course, the first thing is like, uh, what am I doing sitting up in bed? But then as I started looking around the room, Everything was the same, but everything was different. And I didn't know how different it actually was because that was when the walk-in occurred. Now, when I went to bed the night before, I had absolutely no metaphysical knowledge. I had never read a metaphysical book. I did not believe in past lives. I did not believe in alternative medicine. I was very so tightly compact into a little bitty box that if someone had said, oh, that was a walk-in experience, I would have been, ah, you know, I would not have <laughs> believed it. I told them to get out of my house, you know, that kind right. of thing. But um, as I'm looking around the room, it's almost as if the articles of clothing are talking to me and telling me when they were worn last. And as I stood up and was put my feet on the carpet, I'll never forget that sensation because it was like, Ooh, this is gushy, you know. And as I walked to the restroom, I caught my reflection in the mirror. I just stopped and I stared in the mirror because I, it was like I was looking at myself out of someone else's eyes. And then all of a sudden, I did start having memories of past lives. Now, at that point, I'm like, okay, I've lost it. I must be having a psychotic <laughs> break. You know, the the illness has gotten to me, the kids, the job, the dysfunctional marriage, whatever. I've I've lost it. And then all of a sudden I started remembering universal truths that literally have taken me, you know, my entire existence being here as a walk-in to, to unravel and to find the languaging, to even be able to translate the, the information that came in with me. And so when this um, healing modality was shown to me, it just made total sense, you know. It just made total sense because I could see the bodies. I could see how everything is put together in such a divine 
way that, of course, we could go in and clear this. Of course, we can release and let go. Of course, we can have self-forgiveness and forgiveness for others. And at that moment when they were showing me that, I felt like this makes all the sense in the world, all the sense in the world. Now, as far as the walk-in goes, it took me at least 12 years to fully grasp and to anchor Mm -hmm. in as being that walk-in soul. Not that the soul wasn't in, but the um, first off, the body was so sick. And in order for a new soul to come in, had it all come in at one time, it would have fried the neurology. That's That would have been it. But because this soul was of an Arcturian frequency, there had already been an energetic framework laid within the structure of my body that I now inhabit that mm-hmm. allowed me to bring in more of the Arcturian aspects that was me because before incarnating, I was in a collective. I had already um, merged my consciousness with the consciousness of other, uh, first off, all of my multidimensional selves, which are the selves that you just talked about, but also mm-hmm. with other beings. And we were working in the Andromedan system when a cry came out from Gaia. Uh, and she was calling and asking for people to come and to assist her. And so we came and yet again merged our consciousness with what we, um, with other beings that were already here on the planet working in the crystalline grid. Now, mm-hmm. I have come to understand, I mentioned the Shantias Khan earlier. Let's just kind of back up. When we first incarnate from the source energy, Um, sometimes we come directly to a planet, sometimes we go to another dimension, sometimes we kind of hang out in those frequency realms until it's time for us to move on to, um, you know, to experience something different. Because everything that we do is only because we are an expression of source and we are here to have experiences. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not an individual because, yes, of course we are, but we're also still part of a whole. And so when we decide that we are going to individuate from the um, beginning of wherever it is that we are, we have what's called an oversoul. Now, these oversouls are huge, and they can be so large that if you'll think of the oversoul, say, like a bunch of grapes, you could take one grape and put it in earth. You could take another grape and you could put it in the Andromedan system. You could take another grape mm-hmm. and put it in the Arcturian system, but they're all still part of that cluster. Yeah. And so using that grape analogy, when we decide to incarnate into this earth experience, we come, our little grape is called the Shantiyas Khan. <laughs> Okay, and that's what brings, it's kind of like our own personal cloud storage because it's got all the information that we're going to need for this lifetime. Anything that's pertinent for this lifetime is stored right there in that Shantius Khan. And what I've come to understand, that that crystalline grid of this planet 
is made up of various shantias cons, which are kind of in an octagon shape. And the filament that runs between and connects them is the crystalline grid. And our consciousness was placed into the crystalline grid. So as we are working, we're also working with Shantias Khans. The Shantias Khans are attached. When you incarnate, the information that starts to filter down is known as the higher self. It then attaches to the physical form. That's your soul. And then the creation of the you, the spiritual you, that's within that auric field is your spirit. And so that's where you have all the various bodies. And so when we were working in that crystalline grid, we were sending um, vibrations and frequencies of love, compassion. We were sending light codes to help people to uh, feel, to, to be able to receive them and to feel up so that they could awaken and remember who they truly are. And so beneath that Shantias Khan, that layer uh, down beneath, we have that collective consciousness. And, you know, it's just amazing how, as I look at how we have the Shantias Khan, we have the higher self, we have the soul, we have all of these various layers, all of these bodies. And then I step back and I start to look at Gaia herself, who placed her ninth to 10th density consciousness into the planet in order to have an experience and how we're all connected and all how all of these various bodies interweave with each other and make these phenomenal matrixes, it's like, well, of course we can go in and heal this stuff. Of course we can because we are still already connected all the way back up to our original um Oversoul, we're connected in with our original source self. Mm -hmm. And so I've started telling people, you know, they're like, oh, man, I really want, you know, I want to move into that fifth dimensional consciousness. It's like you're already there. Just drop into it. I want to move into the sixth dimensional consciousness. You're already there. Just open up and receive it. We are already our (laughs) ascended selves. It's just about anchoring it into the body Mm -hmm. and being able to live that ascended self. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, it's, it's amazing. The journey, you know, as you mentioned, that happened um, in 1999 and for Mm -hmm. me, it happened in 1997 and that mine wasn't a a complete, an exchange. It was more of a, uh, more of my oversoul merge, but it was kind of the same mm-hmm. thing. I woke up the same, but totally different. Like, oh, I had already been writing about spirituality, but how do I know all of this now? It was like I had access right. to things I didn't even know I knew. And so it right. took a while to really adjust and like, how, wow, what is really happening? I went through the same thing. It was like, oh my goodness, who can I tell this to? No one's going to understand any of this. Um, <laughs> exactly. And it takes a while, you know, but then very soon after I shifted into, you know, from a more conservative background in psychology into energy and, and writing, you know, about energy and healing and auras and chakras and all these things that I was not writing about before that. So I know for for you as well, you know, just kind of moving into this, it really transformed your life. And 
you know, you're, you're doing so much now. And, you know, I want to really commend you for um, and applaud you for your courage, your dedication, your devotion to doing all of this because um, it's not easy sometimes. <laughs> to, um, and um, so thank you for sharing a bit about, oh. you know, what happened and, um you know, and we, we, we have lots of questions coming in, you know, based on just what you shared. <laughs> but, right, right. Uh, so many yeah, directions like, we can go. Yeah, there, there is, um, one other thing that I would, um, that I just want to add that I, when, um, my collective urged me to write the book, Walk-Ins Cosmology to yeah. the Soul. They, and I interviewed a lot of different walk-ins. I saw the different types because I'll be mm -hmm. honest, I was very naive in thinking, oh, everybody is a soul exchange walk-in, one soul out, another soul in. But they showed me there was also what's called that soul infusion yes. where just like what happened to you, more and more of your higher self leaves and some of those older aspects just or the older aspects leave and more of the higher self begins to come in and then sometimes with the soul there's an overlay where a, another aspect of your soul will come in kind of hang out help you act as a battery charger and then leave but if you have um, if you need that energy that they've got, the two of you will merge together. And then I think everybody's heard of the braided souls, where there's actually two souls that work together in tandem, which are still part of your original soul. And then the other thing is that sometimes you come in with multi-dimensional layers of yourself. Like I originally came in as Arcturian, because right. it was easy to merge with this body, and over time, more of my Andromedan yes. self, <laughs> more yes. of the Christ consciousness, right. and it just begins to unfold. And so there's so many people out there now, and I, am, I just applaud them because people are having soul, I, I started calling them kind of immersions now, but these infusions because of all the spiritual work they're doing, because of yes. all the clearing that they're Cosmic, doing. And they're stellar in. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And they're anchoring that in. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be so a near-death experience anymore. No. I mean, it's. I mean, that's that's that was my mm -hmm. particular journey in '97. But you know, I I witness and I hear so many people having done this particular show, Sheila, um, for almost seven years. You know, the experiences that people have, and it does not mean you have to have a near-death experience as you commit to. Uh, meditation and healing and clearing and all of these things, you gain access to these um, <laughs> collaborative partners or aspects of yourself um, that are cosmic. And, you know, you mentioned the, um, not the Andromedans, um, the Arcturians who came through mm -hmm. you first. For me, it was first the Pleiadians. And I thought, oh, I'm a Pleiadian soul. This was in 97. And then, right. you know, a few years later, then it was Arcturian. And I was like, oh, then I'm Arcturian. And then I realized, okay, <laughs> I've, I've, I've had experience. And more recently, the Andromedan energy, I would say in the last couple of years has really come through um 
and lately the Venusians, which um, oh. is interesting. But over the years, you realize, wow, we've been all over the place, and we've Absolutely. had experiences, and we have partnerships and and stellar friendships, cosmic friendships <laughs> you know, across right. the cosmos and the galaxies. So as you clear Absolutely. more and more of this wounding, you actually have access to these yes. gifts and these uh, collaborative partnerships um, is really what they are. And um, someone was asking about the um, the healing, the Arcturian healing. Mm-hmm. Um, are you still are you still doing that, Sheila? Or I am. You know, how has, I am. Okay. So this yes. is just a new I'm, layer that we're talking about here. Yes, this is something that's brand new because you know I was doing an Arcturian healing for this person. And I'm kind of like, uh, this is a little weird, but, uh, you know, <laughs> so I just share with people, you know, what I'm experiencing and, you know, what I'm witnessing as a healing is occurring because a lot of times when the Arcturians come in, they will basically, um, it's kind of like we have a side zipper. <laughs> and they kind of use this little light wand and they can actually do an extraction of various layers of ourselves and do work. They can take, they can be working on the physical vessel and have this spiritual component taken through. I've seen we've gone through light tunnels, we've gone through dark tunnels, we've gone through gateways, but they will take us to it can be a, a crystalline bed in a crystalline temple. Uh, we might have be taken to a place where there is a frequency light and sound bath, you know. So it all depends on what the person needs as to where they take them. So you can imagine when I kind of saw them standing back in the Andromedan, I'm like, oh, cool, this is going to be an awesome mm-hmm. session. They're kind of getting <laughs> three for one here, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. And and but it was you know it was you could feel the love coming off of the Arcturians. So no, I still work with them. I honor you know I honor my relationship with them and um, all of the healing they provided for me. And I'm telling anybody that's out there, if you've got issues going on before you go to bed, please call on the Arcturian healing team. Ask them to come and work on your body while you're sleeping because whether we remember it or not, we're all astral traveling. So, you know, the body's just kind of there. Just have them to work on it. And then when you come back in, you know, sometimes after a healing, people will wake up and they're kind of like, oh, I just, I don't, I'm kind of groggy here. I don't know. You know, they'll, they'll sort of feel like they're still out of it. But that's because all of the energy I have found that with the Arcturians specifically, it usually takes about 24, sometimes 72 hours for the energy to kind of really nailed back in. They can do things instantaneously, but it takes, you know, it takes a while because we've got all these various bodies. It's not just physical. Yes. Yes. Um, beautiful uh, reminder. You know, I do that every night before I go to sleep. And lately, I would say in the last six to nine months, it's been asking Archangel Metatron, you know, going to his yeah. healing chamber as I sleep, you know, and asking for um, purification as I sleep. So every morning when I wake up, I feel rejuvenated, refreshed, um, renewed, revitalized. And, you know, even if I wake up in the middle of the night, um, 
you know, I will, you know, restate that request. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and it's a beautiful thing that anybody can do, you know, whether you're connected with any of these star beings or the, the angelic realms or the archangelic realms or um, there's so much support um, in these different healing chambers that you can go to as you're sleeping. And um, yeah. what about, so the Andromedans with you, um, mm -hmm. was that, was that a new connection relatively speaking? I mean, in, <laughs> uh, well, with them? They, no, they appear to me. And as I was mentioning, as this um, physical vessel really healed, then more of the Andromedan energy has been being revealed to me. But I was so fixated, you know, it's kind of like if you have a major healing, whoever that healer is, you want to keep going back to them. And I had such an experience with the Arcturians that I just kind of kept, I'm just Arcturian, I'm Arcturian, I'm Arcturian. And it took a while for me to really understand the magnitude of the soul. But the Andromedans were showing up. They have such a soft, sweet presence. The angelics were showing up, you know. And, and so I was used to seeing them. They, they assist yes, me a they're lot. they're familiar uh, to and, you, yes. Yes, very familiar. And so mm -hmm. it's kind of like, you know, an extended family member, which actually is a part of you. Yes, exactly. Um Exactly. And, you know, I'm, I'm feeling, you know, since we're at the beginning of a new season, Sheila, we always get, you know, waves of new subscribers and listeners. And many are very familiar with these kinds of topics and these mm -hmm. kinds of discussions. And many, they're very new to it. And so mm -hmm. they may be hearing about the Arcturians and the Andromedans and the Pleiadians and everything that we're talking about for the very first time. Um, and so I'd love to give a little bit of um from your perspective, a little understanding of someone's hearing this for the first time, you know, just the, not the complexity of the soul, but the, um, gosh, how would you describe it? You know, who we are as a soul and, you know, what we're talking yeah. about here. Sure, absolutely. I'd be happy to do that because one of the things, whether people, whether they think of God, source, the divine one, it's all one big energy. And when source desired to know itself, to have experiences itself, because there's a big difference from knowing about something and actually being or doing that something. And so that aspect had arisen. So as source desired to know itself, there was like this vibration. And this is now when you're listening to this, this is from my perspective and what is my knowing and what my collective has shared with me. And so, you know, if this is something that feels counter to you, then if there's anything that does resonate, just take what resonates and just ignore the rest. But what I have been shown is that a source desired to know itself, this vibrational frequency began to raise inside, and that first expression was sound that came out. Some people say it was the ohm. Some people say it was something else. Regardless, it was the sound. Even the Bible talks about the word. And then there was light because that word, that vibrational frequency, because it was coming from source, was so bright. That was what created the light. And then within that light, there were all kinds of frequencies and vibrations. And as they began to pulsate, they began 
to almost, if you think of it, this pulsation with all these frequencies, remember the old potholders that you used to be able to make? <laughs> you take one from one side to the other. That's kind of what happened with these um, frequencies. They began to create what's called templates of creation. And within these templates of creation were the blueprints. And that holds all the information for everything um, that needs to happen. So the creation templates hold the templates for all of creation. And that source energy, that's kind of the, the source energy in action, if you will. Those are the source codes. And the creation blueprints are the expression of those points of light and sound as they come together. But after that, one of those creation templates was for what we are now, soul aspects. Some people say the fractalization of source energy some people, the way I saw it, it is kind of like a fractalization because it's so bright, but it's almost like a twisting of the energy. And then like, pop, you've got this new little piece here. And so that is what created as part of an oversoul template. And the oversoul template is who we are in our highest divine expression. And so... Let's bring it down to our universe, okay? So we've we've decided that we're incarnating into a universe. Well, with these oversoul templates, there's a master oversoul, and there's only one of those. And then there's a universal oversoul for each of the universes. Now, I, through various readings, I'm always surprised with the information. I had a, had a reading this morning with a lady um, who is from the 22nd angelic realm. And some of the information that was shared with me was just like, whoa, how awesome is that? You know, and it was all connecting back in with her divine um, oversoul. And so you have like a master oversoul, you have a universal oversoul for our universe, then you have like um, your galactic or your cosmic oversoul, and there are thousands of galaxies, thousands, you know, of cosmotic systems throughout um, our universe, and each one of those have an oversoul. Then you get into our solar system, and Within our solar system, that has its own oversoul. And within that oversoul, we're looking at the Milky Way galaxy, okay? So the Milky Way galaxy has an oversoul. Then you have the solar system oversoul, which is where we are. Then the planets have an oversoul. And I was looking up NASA's newest number for how many planets are out there. There's 70 quintillion. I don't even know what a quintillion is, but that's a lot, okay? <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of planets. It's a lot of, it's a lot of planets, okay? And so then we have our individual oversouls, which are the Shintiest Khans. And so when we incarnate, part of that energy comes down and connects with the physical form. Now, I've been shown that there are many souls sometimes that will visit an infant, but when a soul has chosen an infant, and the reason that an infant is chosen is because that um, family, that genetic structure that makes up that infant 
is going to provide an opportunity for soul healing. It's going to provide an opportunity for new experiences. And when it decides, okay, this is the body that I'm going into, this is the family I'm incarnating into, it will visit many, many times and begin the epigenetic soul imprinting onto that little structure so that when that infant takes that first breath, that soul solidifies, it locks into place, and it's held there by a silver cord, okay? And so when we drop our robe, when we die, then that silver cord is loosened and the soul will extract itself. Then the soul goes back up into the higher self. It takes all the information that it has learned from this lifetime. And so there are many parts and pieces that make us up, that make up the overall totality of who we are because each one of these templates of our oversoul also has a consciousness that's attached to it. Now, when we get down into the earth consciousness, we're looking at basically there's 12 layers of consciousness, and those 12 layers of consciousness have, you know, sub-layers of consciousness. But in reality, when you get outside this earth plane, there really is no dimension. There's no there's no layers. For us, we talk about this because it's easy mm-hmm. for us to understand, kind of like a stair step. But in reality, we already are all of those things because we are our oversoul, which is so huge, so vast. And that oversoul, if you, you know, even think of the flower of life. Each one of those little petals in the flower of life could be a Shantias Khan that kind of leaves the mama and goes down to a planet, goes down to a universe, goes down to have a dimensional experience, but it's still connected to that oversoul, and that oversoul is connected with the source energy. So no matter how many times we think we're alone, we are never, ever, (laughs) it's impossible to be alone. Yeah. It's impossible. Right. And what would you say, I mean, uh, you know, having all of this information kind of infuse back into you the, the the memories of the totality of who you are, Sheila, um when we talk about this ascension journey that we're on as individuals and and for the planet, what has that come to mean to you? It, it, everybody describes it a little bit differently. And so I'm curious, Mm -hmm. you know, from your experience, how you would describe, you know, what it means to you. Well, I would say that most people that are even listening to this have already ascended at one point in time in their soul's journey. Okay. So in the reality of things, this is nothing new. The ascension itself, as I was saying, is more of a dropping in and anchoring in that energy into who we truly are. Now, because we chose to come on to Gaia, this is kind of like a new experience. It's like, woohoo, Ascension, get my ticket now. <laughs> you know, everybody wants to be here because it's the first time that a planetary consciousness, along with its inhabitants, are ascending together 
moving into a different form. So Gaia herself, when she chose to place her consciousness in, as I was talking a moment ago, Gaia is coming in as a ninth or a tenth um, dimensional consciousness or density, I should say, a density. And hold on just a minute because sometimes, hold on, there we go. I wanted to pull up my um, little thing I have here, but I don't have it right in front of me. Okay. So anyway, one of the things that happens is like with Gaia, because she is coming in, she wants to move to a different state of consciousness. Within our oversouls, each one of those oversouls has a different state of consciousness. And so if you'll remember, she's now come in as a planetary consciousness. So guess what? Her next exciting adventure she gets to be a solar system consciousness because she's progressing in her knowing, her understanding, her acceptance, her bringing in of who she truly is. Now, by the time you get to that level of consciousness, you have merged, merged, merged already with many, 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 many other consciousnesses, okay? And so Gaia is progressing. So when Gaia progresses, Okay, um, let's see. Let me back up here. So at the center of Gaia is the iron core. That's what scientists tell us. We have an iron core. Within human blood, we have iron that courses as part of our blood system. The iron in our blood, the iron in the iron core, kind of, they, they act as magnets pulling each other together. So it kind of grounds us into her energy. She has what's called the Schumann resonance, which usually is like at a 7.4 megahertz, but has been high, as high as 50 megahertz. But this Schumann resonance basically is the heartbeat of Gaia, okay? So with this heartbeat of Gaia putting out these resonant frequencies, and because we are already symbiotically attached to this resonant frequencies, those frequencies that are Gaia's become imprinted into us. As Gaia raises her frequency, humanity raises their frequency. Now, not everyone is able to, when these frequencies happen, they're not able to hold those frequencies mm -hmm. at a stable rate. They'll experience them, and then they drop away. Then they'll experience them again, and then they drop away. But some people are able to hold those resonant frequencies. And those individuals that hold those resonant frequencies move, shift, and change as Gaia changes her frequencies. Mm -hmm. And so Gaia also has an etheric nature to herself, and that's the etheric crystalline core of the planet, which we, too, have a connection with that. So as Gaia is making her ascension into a higher consciousness realm, so are we. Yes, we are already that. We are already even above the highest dimension that we could ever possibly imagine. You know, once you get up so high, then you're into the ethericness. You're back into the plasmatic state. You know, and we're already that. However, as a soul, we progress, if you will, through these stair steps through our elevated consciousness. So for me, actually, 
it's it is moving into a different frequency it's moving into a different consciousness state but it's also bringing back home that which we already are right yeah and and it's the further and further a more consistent embodiment as you said all of these energies that become available you know oftentimes you know people will feel them um, but not not they're not able to embody them and so it kind of brings us back exactly. Sheila, to um you know doing this clearing work this you know of these soul wounds that you know we started right. talking about at the beginning the purpose of all of this is so that we have the capacity to hold these higher frequencies and bring in all of these you know cosmic stellar treasures gifts you know all of these things yes. and hold them um right. so that's the whole purpose of everything we're talking about and everything that we share on this show. And what I'd like to do now is talk about your special offers, which is um, the, for the soul wounding, which will support people with exactly what we're talking about. And then we'll, I, you know, we'll go to some questions and things like that. But um, uh, let's go ahead and go to your special offers. They can be found at straighttalkforthesoul.com. Click on our marketplace link. You'll see it at the very top of the page. Um, you'll see Sheila's beautiful smiling face. Click on her picture. It'll take you to her two offerings. Um, these are not these are new offerings. You know, you've been here before. These are two new offers. The first one, offer A, is a soul wound healing session with you. It's an hour long session, um, healing these old wounds that we've been talking about that have been imprinted into the soul, the cellular structure. And so this is the new stuff that came through, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that yes. we started yeah. talking about. Um Anything else you want to share about that or perhaps um, some of the results um, that you've, you know, you've had with people in doing these sessions? Well, as I was saying, this is kind of like a brand new modality. Um, I think I have done this with probably a dozen people and they all are like, oh, my gosh, you know, their old mental, emotional wounding is starting to just go away. Even physical, structural stuff is going away because they showed that these ley lines, they're not just connected in with the energetic bodies. They're connected in with 12 chakras. They're connected in with our DNA. They're connected in with certain types of healing and certain wounds. And then they also infuse everything. They infuse us with color. And it's amazing. In these sessions, you know, people don't even have to tell me anything about them. Now, of course, at the beginning, I like to know who I'm working with and, you know, a little talk, you know, that kind of thing. But they don't have to, to really tell me anything about them because that comes through in this reading. You know, it'll come through like the emotional wounds. And sometimes you'll say, gosh, you know, this emotional wound came because of, you know, an incident that occurred even in another galactic system. Because one thing people always say, well, gosh, if you believe in all this stuff, you don't, you, you must not really just believe in just God or just Jesus. And it's like, but of course I do. What happened for me at the walk-in my little box was expanded to yes, where I here. know mm -hmm. it's so 
I mean, sources so much bigger. So much broader. And, exactly. Why yeah. would we think that we're the only beings? We have galactic family right here in our solar system. You know, we have people from all the different planets. We have people from the Arcturus system it's in the Boots constellation and from, you know, the Andromedan system and from Alpha Centauri. You know, we have beings that you know, look exactly like us. We have beings that look, you know, very different from us. But the reality of it is everything that's out in the galaxy is kind of represented here, whether it's the trees, the grasses, the insects, all everything that's on this planet you can find outside of this planet. But this is one of the most beautiful planets, I think, that there is because of the diversity of of the life forms that there is. And, of course, here we have more diversity of emotions, and it's those emotions that get stuck in our crystalline blueprint template that we have to release and we have to clear because if they actually migrate down and become part of that etheric template of the physical body, then we have issues with the body that can show up as aches and as pain and dis-ease, which can lead to disease in the body. And so in the soul wounding session, soul wound healing session, actually I have already um, kind of trademarked that because the soul wound healing technique, they told me is so different that there's there's really – like I was doing components of a lot of different things, but they put it together kind of like in a nice little package and then exploded it out. <laughs> so, I was like, oh, my gosh, how amazing. Well, but I'm yeah, grateful that you're I, bringing uh, it through here. And I'm, at this yeah. time, at the beginning of the year, um, what a gift. And um, thank you for that. And uh, yeah. that is offer A. I do want to mention offer B is different. Offer B is the mm-hmm. crystalline blueprint activation um, and the Arcturian healing chamber. This is a 90-minute session with you. And, you know, you mentioned the crystalline blueprint a few times here, and a couple of people have actually written in asking if you could just describe what that is. And I think this is an appropriate time since that's part of this offer. Sure, sure. What I see the crystalline blueprint as is everything that's contained within our spirit, within our auric field, okay? So that's going to include our etheric blueprint for the body, which is the closest to the physical body, our emotional body, our mental body, our auras. It also works uh, sometimes within the chakras, but the um, soul wounding definitely works in the chakras. And then it works in our three spiritual uh, templates or a crystalline template, which is the etheric template um, that compresses down for the body, which is like our celestial body, which connects us to our higher self. And then the causal body, which connects us in with our Shantius Khan. So it's everything that is found in the field. And when I look at that, I see it's, I tell people it kind of looks like a piece of grass paper to me. And then there's lights that that are moving in all directions and there's flow of energy. But sometimes there will be areas that will be dark 
There will be thought forms that need to kind of just be plucked out. There will be um, sometimes it's almost as if the material has become unwoven because it to me it's like a tapestry. It's like right, um, right. Mm-hmm. you know it, it's yeah it, it to me it's fibrous. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, you know, you you even said earlier, and I think that, you know, for either of these sessions, there really is kind of an extraction. Um, I know you mentioned with the, um, like an offer A, they they literally go in there and extract these wounded layers. Um, And so with the offer B, with the crystalline blueprint activation, you know, there's Arcturian healing chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, you go in and connect them with their soul plan, their soul's origin, and you activate the crystalline grid within their blueprint. Um, this sounds yes. like a pretty, pretty um, potent <laughs> experience. I, I, yes, I have been doing, I have been doing this for, um, gosh, well over a year, and I've worked with hundreds of people doing this. And, um, you know, typically people say, oh, my gosh, I feel so great. When do I need to come back? It's like, well, let's just wait a minute. <laughs> let's let things mm-hmm. settle. Let things right. activate. And their lives begin to change. So this isn't, these aren't sessions where it's like, oh, I need to come back for a touch-up because it didn't take. You know, when you actually have this fibrous grid work repaired, worked on, infused, activated, and you kind of remove some of those thought forms. And and everything that I do, I describe to people. So it's not like I'm like sometimes it's, they'll tell me to, to be quiet while they're working, and then I can describe it. But a lot of times I just describe it as I'm doing it. It's like, oh, here is a thought form it could be from a past life. It could be from this life. It could be from a galactic life. It could be a challenge that you've taken on for this lifetime because so many of us come in to earth because of the matrixing system that's here to be able to clear these wounds, to be able to release, to be able to let go. But we get down here and we forget that we're these magnificent beings because we have that veil of forgetfulness that's over us. And so when we can get in there and kind of help people uh, do this work for themselves, lives begin to change. They begin to move forward whereas they were stuck. And a lot of times, nine times out of ten, 99 times out of ten, a lot of the galactic family information starts to come through as well. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so when you're reading that, it's like, oh, this is a wound from the Andromedan system, and here's what happened, and here's who you were, and here's what you did, and this is why it occurred. Do you see any similarities (laughs) to your life today? Yes, I do. Okay. We're going to just, can I pull that out and let it go? Yes, I you can. Bam. And we just pluck it out. Because one of the things that my collective told me years and years and years ago, people cannot drop into the essence of who they truly are when they're in pain, be that physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual. And so my job being here is to help people wake up. But if you are laying in bed in mental lockdown, in mental misery, emotional pain, physical pain, it's kind of hard to say, 
oh, this is exalted being. I think I'm going to reach up into my 20 millionth level and pull that in. It's almost, it's impossible to do. So my job now is to help to clear the way so people can do this because everybody can do it for themselves. Everybody can wake up and everyone is ascending. I mean, this planet, humanity has been ascending since the dawn of time. We are not the same people today as we were yesterday. But this other ascension, this consciousness ascension, moving us into a different vibrational form, a different, um, even a different form of what we are as a species, that's exciting. And we want to be able to do that. And so my goal is to be able to work with as many people as I can to get them ready, to move them forward. Absolutely. Um, now, I'm glad that you said that because uh, it is a process because, as you said, if someone is in mental misery, physical misery, yes. it, you know, there's a process to be able to receive um, <laughs> some of these other things that we're, we're speaking about. And if someone is wondering, you know, which one of these would be better for them, I mean, uh, or is there one that would be better as an initial experience or what would you say? You know, I love the crystalline reading and activation um, just because I'm getting in there and I'm really working all of these various um, systems to bring in more healing energy to activate the soul plan. I'm telling you, so many times we'll be right in the middle of it. I'm like, uh-oh. And they're like, oh, what? And I'm like, you're going to write a book. And here's the title of it. And here's what it's about. And here's what the cover's <laughs> going to look like. And you're also going to develop a set of tarot cards that go with it. And here's what they look like. And here's the age group. And da, 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 because they'll just start channeling that stuff through right. me. And that is part of their soul plan because sometimes once we get enough clearing out of the way, the guys are like, okay, here you go. Here you go. Just do it now. Here you go. Right. And so right. that, that's part of what this crystal and blue. Now, it doesn't, already, it doesn't always come through because a lot of people are already doing what they need to be doing, and they don't even realize it. A lot of people are out spreading light codes. A lot of people are serving as grounding rods and bringing and anchoring energy into Gaia and helping with the ascension on a subconscious level. I have met people who are actually serving as like angels who are serving um, as escorts for souls as they enter in to make sure that their uh, silver cord attaches correctly to a body. I mean, and you discover all of that stuff in your crystalline blueprint. The soul wounding, that is deep down and dirty. <laughs> we get, you know, that's where we, we just get in there and literally pull up those filtration systems and clean them all out. And I didn't, you know, the first time I did it, I didn't realize everything that was involved in it. The next time, it's like, okay, this is attached to the 12 strands of DNA. Now this is attached to this. This is, you know, and so they've started, un, you know, unraveling that. So if people are really wanting to get in and to do that deep work down in the trenches, 
the soul wound healing would be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to be unique for everyone. Um, you know, whatever Absolutely. you're feeling called to or drawn to um, experiencing, whatever you feel ready for. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as always, we have the three pay option for any of these. Uh, you can pay them over three months if that is helpful for you. We are bringing that through into the new year, as I know many of you um, appreciate that option. So, um, okay, Sheila, I want to go to some questions in our webcast. Sure. Uh, I know a lot of you wrote in. So if you wrote in toward the beginning of the show, let me know you're still here and maybe your question has changed because um, I'm going to go to the top of the list here so we can get some feedback. Okay, um, um, it's Abby or ABI from the UK um, mm-hmm. said, how, uh, how does knowing our past lives assist us unless it's for healing um, and our ability to be in the present in the now? Is this just another distraction or how can we balance this? Well, what I have, and hi, Abby, um, what I have discovered is that our past lives just give us a little inkling about our current life in a sort of a curiosity. However, it can tie some things together. When I do these readings, I very rarely go into past lives unless it has a direct impact on what's happening right now that's affecting us. So we come in with a veil of forgetfulness for a reason. If we remembered every past life that we have ever had, we would be so overwhelmed, we would be paralyzed. We would not be able to move. We would not be able to speak because we would be remembering thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of experiences. The veil of forgetfulness closes that down, including to our past lives. And so even though I do past life sessions with people, I have come to understand that allowing um, your guides, my guides working together to kind of pull up what is pertinent for you, kind of like pulling up information on a computer screen, um, for me, that's what the past lives are about, is just remembering who we were and how that assists us in this now time. Thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. Abby also said she had a galactic star reading with you before. Can you recommend which which session would be appropriate for her next of the two that you're offering? Mm-hmm. Of the two that I'm offering? Probably the soul wound healing. Okay. Okay, Abby, thank you. Um Okay, I'm scrolling down. Let's see. Monica from New Zealand um, said, Hi, Carrie and Sheila. Wow, love your stories. Thank you for sharing and caring. I feel the passion you have for your work. Um, I want to gently guide my daughter to listen to the replay. The new healing work you do sounds awesome. Much love and blessings to you all. Mm. Um, You know, she mentioned her daughter. Thank you, Monica. I'm trying to find where this one uh, comment was or question. Someone had asked about their child, you know, that they thought this would be wonderful for their child. If someone has a family member, a partner, a child that they feel would benefit from this kind of work, um, I mean, what do you say to that? Can it be done through 
a parent or would you need to work directly with the individual? When I'm doing long distance healing, I always request that the person that I'm going to be working on provides permission because a lot of times a soul is not ready. The reason people come to sessions is they feel that they feel drawn to something. You know, maybe something that I've said or they read something and it's like, oh, man, that's me. If you try to do healing on someone who is not receptive, a lot of times the, the work is for naught. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, okay. However, that. if there mm-hmm. is permission, I can do that. If I have okay. permission from a daughter, I could work with a mother. Or if I have permission of the mother, I could work through the daughter because they have a symbiotic link of energy. And once I link in with that person, then I can link in with the, that other person's energy. Okay. Um, thank you for that question. Uh, Sheila, thank you for mm-hmm. the response. Um, I'm going to go to Mel. Uh, Mel said, this is the call I've been waiting for. Um, I have held my vision from childhood for the new earth, and recently something shifted that's left me feeling lost, defeated, and stripped of my gifts and spiritual warriorship. Um, Sheila, can can you see if this is a soul wounding being activated, or am I being manipulated? Um, so much love for this empowering call. I know you can't do a reading, really, but anything you want to share with Mel that's coming up? Yeah, through? just, just yeah, let me tap in here. Oh, you know, what I'm picking up is this is kind of like a detoxing phase because we have you have reached a certain level on your journey, you're holding certain light codes, and what those light codes are now doing is anything that's below that resonance frequency, it's trying to clear it out. The other thing that's happening is the heart is opening. And when the heart opens, you begin to pull in more of the wounding of humanity. And then you may be acting as a clearing vessel for humanity. Oops, okay. That's interesting. Um, I had to mute myself for a second because just as you were <laughs> responding to that, next door this big truck came, and it was a truck oh. that cleans the, the trash cans. And I thought, how symbolic you're talking Isn't about. That? Yes. Yep. Um, That's exactly. <laughs> cleaning out the trash. Yes, cleaning out. That's so funny. Wow. Okay. This is a good thing. Clearing. And it can and it can be quick because they just did it and they're done. Thank goodness because that was loud. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Very symbolic. (laughs) um, Abby wanted to say thank you so much for responding to her questions. Um, Okay. Let's see. A lot of you wrote, and I have to go find your initial questions. Let me scroll down. Um, okay, Sherry, S-H-A-R-I from Indianapolis. Um, she said she was diagnosed with eye cancer last month and just had mm-hmm. two surgeries this past last week on her eye. She says, I know this is from a past life. Um, is there any way that you can go in or try to clear this timeline for me? 
Um, what can you share with her about this? Okay. So in order to do an accurate assessment, it's not something that I can just flippantly do, you yes. know, during a call because I would want to honor the process to go in. You know, one of the things that I'm receiving right now is for you to send a lot of love to this eye. And I'm getting some images of eye damage, yes, in a past life. Yes, there was something actually thrust into the eye, um, and the eye was actually punctured back into the cavity. And so um, giving love to the eye and giving love to that situation and allowing this to show you new things about you. Is this in the left or the right eye? I think she had said both. Let me go back and find mm -hmm. it. Um, um, no, she had two surgeries on one eye. I don't know which one. Okay. Well, I'll just say if it's in the left, typically that is because of, you know, something to do with the feminine energy, the right side, or I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute, I'm getting, uh, somebody's calling in. I'm sorry, it's breaking me up. Okay, there we are. So typically what happens is the left side is feminine, the right side is the masculine, the, the you know, you've got your receiving, you've got your sending energy. And so kind of think about that too, because maybe there's things in this lifetime that's happening with a certain gender that you don't want to see and this soul wounding is coming up to remind you as an opportunity to heal that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes uh sherry i hope that you heard that um i have quite a few sherry's on the call right now i'm seeing lots mm -hmm. of messages um sherry from bc said woohoo happy 26th anniversary everyone grateful to be here so glad you're here and happy new year um okay i wanted to go to sarah from berkeley she says i'm a walk-in with big questions about what i'm here to do i had a clear mission as a teacher before it happened but as but that has shifted the path and has and I've stumbled across many blocks or rocks. Um, I'm working a lot on raising my vibration and hearing messages from source, but I need to get clearer. Any insight? Oh, I, as what I'm looking at, it doesn't look like the soul has fully integrated into the body yet. That part of the soul is still outside. And that as it comes in, when things happen, it kind of like, I don't know, you know, and it kind of steps out. It's this kind of, um, it's kind of weaving in and out. Now, obviously, the soul is attached to the body. The soul is still pretty big at this point, but there is a at least half that has not integrated yet. So anything that you can do to work with your guides to anchor that, to pull that back in, um, maybe sitting, meditating, connecting with your soul and just see, envision like a fishing rod and just, you know, reel that baby back in. Talk to the soul. Why do you not want to, why do you not want to come in? Because it feels like there's, there's some disconnect there. Mm -hmm. And it can take time. Um, yes. 
Nick so, Chan. Uh, well, like I said, it, okay. it took me a full 12 years to yes. drop everything in fully. I mean, it was here, but the unveiling, the anchoring, the moving, the receiving, um, that mm-hmm. took that took quite a while. Okay. Um, Sara, thank you for being here, and Happy New Year, my dear. Um, someone was asking about, she said, you mentioned earlier about the etheric crystalline core. <clears throat> Can you describe more about that? We And we talk about that on this show a lot, you know, the crystalline core, and you know, you describing it as etheric, it's not something that we physically see. Um, she's asking if you can desc- describe what, you know, you know about this in a little more detail. You're talking about the etheric crystalline core of the earth, right? Yes, yes, correct. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, if if you ask any scientist, you go to any science book, they're going to say, oh, there's no crystalline core. It's all iron. Well, yeah, it is. But each of us have an etheric nature, just like the first body, that is closely entwined with our physical body. That's our etheric body. Well, Gaia has an etheric body, too. And her heartbeat is that of the crystalline core. To me, this is a huge crystalline structure. I see it as a quartz, a huge quartz crystal, but it has... um, It's almost like with the energy that moves in it, there's like every color under the rainbow and some colors that you can't even imagine. But it also has like a shape um, of a Merkaba or a Merkaba. And there is like um, the container, around. it's kind of round, but it's sort of um, Merkaba shaped, but yet it has all these other points. It's really hard for me to describe how I see it. But the crystalline core itself is what connects in with our spiritual nature. That's what we connect in with Gaia. When we send energy to Gaia, we're not sending it to the to the iron core. We're sending it into the heartbeat because that is kind of like Gaia's manifestation of her own heart is this crystalline core. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that helped any. I I, I think it does. Uh, Jeannie, you okay. can write back in and let me know. Um, Mel wrote back in and said, love the symbology. <laughs> yeah, with the, the garbage <laughs> truck cleaner. Truck. Um, she said, my soul says yes. Um, she said, I've been surrounded by death and grief all my life, and I recently felt part of me is here to clear the grief of humanity. So I truly feel my heart and the intensity of this healing. Thank you for the improvement on a personal level as it assists the mission for all blessings of pure divine love. Um, which session resonates for me because I feel both. That was Mel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if you're called to both, then both are for you. You know, some people are called to one thing versus another. Some people are called to both because each one has different aspects that we're working on and working on clearing. Uh, the soul wounding is more about, like I said, just really getting down in I I envision it as these deep filtration systems that run into all these various energetic layers that we are. And as that stuff is pulled up, um, you can kind of see what 
what is really going on. You know, what's going on in this body? Is it this lifetime? Is it another lifetime? Is it this solar system, another solar system? This galaxy, another galaxy? There's all kinds of information uh, that can be had. But with the soul wounding, I just pick out certain aspects. When we do the crystalline reading and that activation, the one thing that is happening that's different from that is there's a lot of galactic information that starts to come up. And sometimes it'll bring up also, you know, like in a past life, this was not completed, therefore you chose to come in. But a lot of times these um, the information that's coming is so imprinted into the blueprint that um, it's just it's just kind of there. And once that's revealed, it's like, oh, okay, now this is what we want you to do. And it starts to pour out all kinds of information where the soul wounding session does not do that. Also, sometimes, um, you know, with the um, crystalline blueprint, that's where we're working with the Arcturians as well. Right. Mel, thank you. And uh, Sherry wrote back in and said, thank you for, so much for taking her question. Appreciate all the wisdom. Sheila will try to book a healing. Beautiful, Sherry. Okay. Oh, thank you. Um, wow. What a, I mean, lots of information. And Sheila, you have a beautiful way of explaining some of these um, broad concepts uh, and some of these concepts may be new to a lot of our listeners, especially if they're new to the community. So thank you for sharing things in, in such a way that that <laughs> we can receive it, you know, anyone, whether they're new well, to these things or not. Yeah, I'd like to also say, because we talked about the oversoul, suck, uh, the oversoul structure, if people go to my website and they sign up to be on the um, my email list, one of the things is they get a free chapter, but they can also put in the word Oversoul with a capital O, and it's O-V-E-R-S-O-U-L um, for the special offer that's on the front. And they will be able to then print off a chart that I've made because I call it the primal order of the Oversoul Diagram. And this was, um, I did a whole year's teaching on this with some of my students. And this will give them a lot of explanation as I see it. Again, please remember, this is from my perspective and my collective's perspective. And your guides may come from a different level and have a different perspective, but they are all truth. And so if this is something that interests you, you're also welcome to that. I, I totally forgot to let people know. Yes. Thank you for that. Um, Sarah wrote back in and said, thank you, uh, Sheila and Carrie. Um, I doused on what Sheila said about my soul integration, and I will get out my fishing rod. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Beautiful. Um what a wonderful beginning to the season and the new year. Um, I'm so grateful for you, Sheila, and, you know, just to have you here with us and bringing through all of this knowledge and wisdom and love. And, and you do it with joy. I love that about you. You bring everything with laughter and, you know, and joy and, you know, 
but it's so informative and healing. So as we're wrapping up, my dear, any final thing that you want to share, any message or anything else that you feel we left out that is important to mention? Well, one of the things that my collective has said is this is a year for us to really clean things up because we are being inundated with waves and waves of this photonic energy. And this is also a year where last year they told me it was kind of like a choice point where we began, Mm -hmm. we chose which path we were going to be on. And this year there's kind of a, a great division of those paths. And so in this, just know that no matter how bad things get, that this is just an experience. We chose this. We chose this. I mean, imagine eternity on a cloud, drinking cappuccino. It gets a little boring. <laughs> hey, we, hey, there's this crazy place you can go, and you can have all these emotions and all these experiences, and you can feel like you've been hit by a train, and you can feel love and joy. And it's like, yeah, I'm in. Sure. So just remember, we chose to be here and that this too shall pass and that we are eternal souls. We never die. Never, 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 ever, ever. It's impossible. And it's impossible to be alone. You are surrounded. You are guided, guarded, and protected at all times. So drop into that knowledge and just kind of wrap it around you like a big warm blanket because – you know, your guides love you and support you more than you even know. Well, and, and I want to reiterate, you know, the symbolism of this garbage truck cleaning yes. out the trash bins, which is exactly what you're saying. It's time to clean up, clear up. Yeah. Um, so I think that was pretty profound that that took place in the middle of all of this. Um, I was thinking, who is that? What is that sound? And I'm peeking out my window, yeah. like <laughs> muting myself because it's so loud. Um, but that's what it's all about. And, uh, you know, thank you, Sheila, for just, you know, just being you. And I love our time together. And thank Me you for too. just, yeah, yeah. We'll do it again next here. time. Okay. Aww. Sounds great. Yes. You're always welcome. So thank you to oh, Sheila. Thank, you. thank each and every one of you beautiful souls for the gift of your your time, your readiness, your willingness, your love, your presence today. Um, let us know how you're feeling. Write in um, what stood out for you, what shifted for you. Notice what's different, what feels different, what you're ready for. And then let the brilliant, bountiful, beautiful blessings flow to you. Open up and receive the benefits of everything that's been ignited here today within you and for all of us. Remember that awareness uh, is what allows for alchemy and change. And you are a sacred being, a multidimensional being and master of light. And if you need support, you know, getting this cleared up so you remember that, please consider um, expanding on this journey with Sheila and her special offers and, you know, what she's provided and these wonderful opportunities. And uh, just remember, you are brilliant, you are resilient, you're dearly loved, and as Sheila reiterated, you're certainly not alone. Thank you for joining us on this soulful adventure today as we began Season 26. Uh, I am sending crystalline rainbow waves of new earth grace, glory, and 
gratitude from my heart to yours. May you feel it, receive it, and offer it to those you encounter today uh, or tonight, wherever you happen to be in the world. And as always, until next time, please give yourself full permission to shine instead of shrink, expressed instead of suppressed, and of course, own that amazing, powerful glow of yours. Uh, take flight, beautiful, beautiful beacons of light, and I'll see you back here in this playground of light next time. Uh, bye, everybody.